0: Good morning for Oaks Church. It is Friday, October 21st, and we are heading into a beautiful weekend. So glad that you were here. Welcome to Romans Rewind. This is where we take some time to parcel out different questions, issues, um, topics of application, discussion related to our preaching passage from that 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 previous Sunday through the book of Romans, and of course, this week we've been really camping out in Romans chapter thirteen. We're really trying to understand what it means to submit to the governing authorities, while at the same time doing so in a way that honors Christ and mandates and fulfills our um, our command to, to love the Lord our God above all others. In other words, yes, we want to render to Caesar what is Caesar's. We want to rendered though to God what is God's. And we've been taking questions and many of them have evolved around this idea of the conscience and how we are to operate in our Christian conscience in relationship to the civil authorities. And we did get another question today. Let me read the question. This is not a hypothetical question. This is an actual real life political situation. But I think it's helpful because I think it gives us a template for how to think about these things uh, when the time arises for ourselves. And I'll paraphrase the question. Basically, it's simply this. You are a businessman or businesswoman, owner of a cake shop, and someone comes in and asks you to bake a cake um, specifically designed for a homosexual wedding. Um, Maybe you're asked to not only design the cake, but to come to the ceremony itself and to be there as a part of that ceremony. What should uh, a Christian businessman, businesswoman do um, as this would violate their conscience? Obviously, this is a real live lawsuit. We know that this has happened and it's going to increasingly happen, right? Right as we come to see more and more sexual identity, sexual expression, um, LGBTQ identity categories um, enforced by fiat and by law, um, there's a a smaller and smaller public space for the free exercise of Christian conscience. And we've seen this even in other similar kinds of circumstances, for example, where faith-based businesses or nonprofits are asked to fund insurance premiums or insurance um, policies for the employees that provide for abortion or um, free contraceptives that might violate the conscience of that church or religious organization. So this is not theoretical. It's, It's very real. And I believe it's going to be increasingly common. Now, How do we navigate this um, in the public square? There's a couple things we wanna say. Number one, we we have to begin with the idea that the Lord is the Lord of the conscience. And for this business person to perform a duty or to attend this ceremony um, would be violating their conscience, I think we want to affirm, because that is a conscience informed by the word of God. The scriptures are very clear about the parameters around marriage, around this idea of heterosexual marriage, marriage being between one man and one woman. And that is not a reach to say that um, performing a duty or attending such a ceremony would violate that person's conscience. That That is a good and necessary inference from the clear teachings of Scripture. Now, you may also be faced with this. Maybe you're not a cake um, shop owner, but maybe you're invited to a um, same-sex wedding and you're going to have to navigate the decision about whether to attend or not. Now, what we don't want to say is that automatically attending such a ceremony or baking such a cake would be sinful. Now, it could be and very well might typically be. Are there certain examples or situations or contexts which may necessitate um, a person um, participating in such a thing. I, I don't want to speak in the, in the realm of all possibilities. I do want to say in a very general sense, I believe, that to participate in such a thing would violate God's commands, God's scriptural commands, and the violation of conscience. I wouldn't want to say in every single possible situation, um, would it do so? But I think as a general rule, we can say that, and again, this is going to be an, an increasingly common test of orthodoxy on our part um, as, a, as a Christian people, as a Christian church. Now, some might look at that and say, well, wait a minute. If you, w- we know that, that if that's, if that's your view, Pastor Paul, um, don't we say the Bible also teaches that, that, that the the good gift of sex is to be confined to the covenantal marriage? What if there is sexual expression outside of the marriage, whether it's premarital sex or heterosexual adultery? Um, What if we know that's been the case, but we have two people who are getting married? what, What if they're not Christians at all? Would that not also be a violation of Christian conscience? And here's where I think there's a difference, okay? Marriage is what we would call a creation ordinance. It's an ordinance... It's a gift. It's an institution given not just to Christians, but to non-Christians as well. And as such, um, simply affirming a um, a heterosexual marriage where maybe we don't know the people, or maybe where they're um, maybe they're non-Christians. Why could we do that, but not a homosexual marriage? It's simply because God has says marriage is good. And we can affirm that, not and again, not that there aren't times where we may not want to affirm a particular marriage, a heterosexual marriage. Maybe it's one that's uh, born out of um, an adulterous relationship. So we could envision, for example, that cake shop owner um, not wanting to bake a cake for a heterosexual couple because he knows that they're, um, th- it's an unbiblical marriage, that it's a marriage that's based and built upon um, the breaking of a previous covenant, and, and uh, an unbiblical remarriage to one another. I think that would clearly fall within the bounds as, of well, as well of Christian conscience. So, so the short answer, I think, to this question is that Christians in the public square um, are going to be increasingly pressurized to just deal with these sorts of situations. Um, What makes it increasingly complex is that we do see there are other places in the public square where other groups are discriminated against, whether it's Christians or police officers being refused service in coffee shops or restaurants that don't seem to become legal issues. It's usually those where Christians are refusing service and participation um, that, that we see these things come up. Please understand something though. This is the way it's always been for the Christian faith and the church. And when you go back to the book of Revelation, one of the primary forms of persecution that um, the church was facing at the time is that Christians, say there was a Christian fisherman, for example, and he was a part of a, in order to to, to practice his art, his profession of fishing, he he had to belong to the Fisherman's Guild in that particular city. But being a part of the guild meaning meant he had to pay homage to the God of the sea, Poseidon, for example. And what was happening and part of part of what John is writing about, is that these Christians were being sort of put outside the camp. They were not allowed to fish. They were not allowed to participate in commerce and public life because they would not bow the knee to a local god, or deity, or Caesar, or a goddess, or what have you. And because of that, they were facing very real persecution. They, were, they, they could not buy or sell. They could not participate in economic and civil activity. This is why it's so, so important for Christians to think through the answer to these questions, our, our posture on them, because it will no longer be acceptable to be neutral. At one time, we, we, we could have said that, that, that it was Christendom that was sort of the norm for um, uh, American Northwestern, Western culture, North American Western culture. Obviously, that's no longer the case. And because of that, these are going to be questions, issues increasingly thrust upon the Christian community. So, so long story short, to answer the question, yes, these are within the realm when we are asked as believers to affirm something that God has said is wrong, that we are within our purview biblically to follow those um, dictates and standards that do not violate our conscience, but uphold our um, accountability in answering to those things before the Lord. All right, this Sunday, Romans chapter 14 um, where interestingly enough we're going to be again dealing with issues of conscience. What happens when Christians disagree with each other and look forward to, to diving into that this Sunday and the next week with you but for now let me pray. Lord, go before us, give us wisdom, discernment. Lord we want to be we, want, we do want to be innocent as as doves but 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 wise as 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 serpents as as discerning lord we want to we want to not not to walk foolishly we want to want to walk as those whose paths are illuminated by the holy spirit and so father we ask now that you would give us grace and wisdom to know how to do this in jesus name we pray amen thanks everybody have a great weekend